Hey, everybody. Does anybody hear me? I can hear you. Am I, I even here? You are here. And I'm, like uh, I'm feeding a baby. So that's, uh, yeah. that's how things go. If an, atom, if an atom falls at the racetrack, it never recovers mentally. That, that anyone, and no one sees it. Did it happen? <laughs> well, you probably talked about it on Slip Angle, so everybody uh, knows about it. <laughs> it's been kind of a quiet time for Slip Angle recently. We, uh, we haven't had much, much chance to record. Yeah. Um, yeah, sorry, I had a rough NCM mentally. It was very busy, very busy for me. I had no bandwidth left. And right yeah. now I'm on a ladder caulking a brick lentil on a building for another 10 seconds. And I can podcast first. I am currently uh, holding a baby, listening to headphones with my face in a microphone next to a soundboard. So I'm trying to... Uh, oh, and I'm also Dude. giving her a bottle. So, like, trying Dude, to... Sloan, Sloan is the cutest person on the planet right now, by the way. Is that right? <laughs> so freaking cute. Yeah, she's she's kind of adorable. Yeah, she has the best face on, in the world. So She's got really big eyes. Like, yeah. just, just... She's, she's a very cool, very cool kid. Uh, you, guys, you, guys, uh, you guys made a pretty little baby, so good job. Yeah. Um, we'll, nice uh, job. Congratulations on the sex. Yeah. Great job. Thanks, Great job guy. with the gorgeous sex, Abe. Yep. <laughs> um, are you recording things right now? Yeah, I, uh, I hit the button early, yeah. so if we want to cut some stuff out, that's fine. But uh, eh, Whatever, who cares? It's a little um, We actually didn't release anything for Tuesday the 27th, so if we get done with this, I might actually just uh, put it up for today. Yeah, we'll do this, and then we'll talk about one lap with Scott. We'll talk about it with Tomo once he gets his rental car in. I think he's at pit race today. Um, yeah. So that man yeah, leads so a very are... exciting life. He's all over the place all the time. Sounds hard, yes. actually. Jet jet setter. Well, and that's what Ross Bentley always says: is you know he get he coaches and drives for free, but he gets paid to travel. Yeah, I, <laughs> it's, it, this is the worst part of his job, I'm sure. Yeah, uh, I, I think he did it. like what 250 days in airplanes a couple years ago. Yeah, I think that's right. Control. Um, well, it's a quick lunch break uh, thing, and we've had Scott Robertson on a few times, host of Track Walking Podcast, uh, along with Seth. And uh, uh, so on, on Monday, yesterday, you released a show that we had recorded at MCM. Um, I, I hope that <laughs> yeah. your listeners were pleased. I think I'm going to release that show on Friday. You should. How did that, sh- how did that show go? I was wandering the paddock, solving the um, problem. Uh, we're done. Drunken Stupor, maybe? Yeah, it, That's it. you know, I'll, I'll be honest. I don't think it was nearly as bad as I remembered it. <laughs> well, I, I can like say a first for track walking. Too. I, I yeah. can say, and I'm pretty sure I said this on the, the show that uh, what was it? Four roses, single barrel, something or other. I, I can't recall exactly what we were drinking. Um, yeah, but I like bourbon. I like barrel hot, strength. I, I like barrel strength bourbon. Even I can say that what we were drinking that night was like fire. And I think quite confidently that it was undrinkable though. Ed might disagree. Well, well, that was, was that from Chandler Marr? I saw him in the, in the bus or in the trailer. Uh, No, Chandler brought something else, but I I think it was actually Ed's bottle, but it just, I think it was, I, I did not like it. At all. I, so I kept I kept drinking it, and then I kept making a terrible face and like breathing then you, fire. Well, you kept drinking it, but then you'd hand your cup to Becky. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, Becky. Yeah. Uh, you guys didn't seem that drunk when I came in, and it was probably it seemed like about five minutes after you stopped recording. Um, but Ed had disappeared, and you said yeah. that Ed was Ed. Um, 
Ed was relieving the drunkenness from his stomach. <laughs> well, yeah. we uh, yeah. this was the first weekend that I had gotten to meet uh, Ed's girlfriend, and she's a delightful young lady, and yeah. uh, uh, took care of him this week at, at on that weekend. So she's probably a keeper. Yeah, yep. uh, she seemed the, pretty uh, rad, actually. Yeah, yeah, she was doing the Lord's worth work that night. Yeah. Why, why, I don't know why I sounded surprised when I when I said that Ed's girlfriend seemed pretty right because he's one of my favorite people. So I would assume that uh, anybody that he would be like, hey, I would like to hang out with you more than once. I would assume that person would be rad. So yeah, good job, yeah. job Ed, finding what seems like a cool person to hang out with. So, yeah. um, so we got we got Scott on for a quick uh, I don't know twenty thirty minutes or ten minutes or whatever he's got. Um, yeah, you've had a crazy week. Uh, how did NCM go? <laughs> <laughs> and where um, are we at? Yeah, and and seemed did not go well. Um, seemed, so, seemed good in the first couple of races, but um, you know you'd you'd say that except uh, I didn't finish race one. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I uh, turned fifteen. Uh, I went in with all the speed, and um, just got got loose and went off track there and just brought it in to be sure everything was okay. Um, didn't go great. Finished race two, um, which was the first thing Sunday morning, pretty much for us. And, um, my race starts this weekend were about as good as they've ever been. Um, really feeling good about that aspect. Uh, we were trying that you had talked about working on too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we were on the new Falcon 660s, um, which is a tire with very di- different characteristics from the AR1s that we were driving. Uh, so we were trying to get those dialed in and thought we had it a lot better dialed in for race three. And uh, race three uh, went went poorly. We um, Again, we got a good start uh, going through one, um, even coming out of two. Um, I was with a pack that was approaching another pack in turn five and the pack in front of us were going slower, but we were aware of it. And, um, I was following George Kombu Stardust, or I always, I always mispronounce George his last Kombucha. name. George Kombucha. Star, star, star. There, there you go. You got a great And, last. um, I kind of followed, followed him into turn five and he went left and, as he did, and I was turning deeper into five. Um, um, a boxer got into the side of Scott Bowling's Cayman, and they both got sideways right in the middle of the track. Did not um, Porsche slide weird, um, and I had not much time to try to go left and turn what could have been a T-bone into a glancing blow. Right. And, um, my left or my passenger side hit the right rear of Scott Bowling's car. And once our rear tires hit it, uh, threw my car in the air, did a 360 into the wall. And then as soon as I hit the wall, um, West Penn came through and clipped me. Um, and oh, was my, that what happened with him? I could never, I didn't see any yeah. aftermath happen with his. But. Yeah, my my wing upright cut his brand new carbon fiber wing off. Really? Yeah. The backside of your like sharpened rear wing upright? Yeah, and I it's dulled. I mean, it, a lot of it was just force coming through. I mean, it's a three eighths inch aluminum upright. It's gonna right. 
do some damage caved in you know that quarter panel because of it but yeah when my car came back um the piece of wing that um my car had cut cut off came back with it so that's crazy um yeah really unfortunate little like uh basically the boxster got a little bit light started to slide out uh like back end walked around and he was right at the back three quarter of bowling um and yep. then he's counter steering and then i think he jabs the brakes which adds a bunch of front bite and then just kind of spins bowling it would have been like a no damage have you know to either car almost had nobody been coming but uh yeah there's yep. not a lot of places to go at NCA. no and to be honest like turn five is about as safe as it gets besides the high speed i mean there's a ton of run out room there but um yeah it's just it's hard to tell and and i i was close to getting by bowling but and you know it's and it's nothing on on him at all um he was by he the was time for the ride yeah. yeah when when his car completed the 180 and his wheels started rolling backwards he, you know the a car essentially accelerates from there and um that's that's basically what happened. So where's the car? Uh, where's the car at, fix-wise? Because you've got a thing next week. Yeah, um, so it's complicated our plans uh, pretty significantly. We the car is currently at Al's Auto Body Experts. Shout out um, to Al's Auto Body. Yeah, um, and there's I've, nobody named Al working there, by the way. No, so it's no. rich. Yeah, <laughs> rich is rich. <laughs> we. Um, yeah, that we've we've never had to do we've never had to go through anything like this. So it's really nice to know that the car is in the hands of um, not only somebody that we know and care about and trust, um, but somebody who um, is good at what they do. And so the current plan and thought um, I have to call him later today is that the car will be done, but not pretty um by thursday and uh, so Carson. Uh, i realize that you don't want to hear this but i'm going to say it anyway um, yep. in terms of uh kind of a big incident and then a um i don't know fallout is maybe the right word but like uh, fallout and regroup i guess is is where you yep. are in terms of how all of these things could have went down I'll be honest, sending the car to Al's to get some body work done is like, well, that's, that's, it's probably one of the more low stress outcomes that you could have had uh, <laughs> on a repair like this. It's like, yeah, it's a well, pain. It, it, it but could like, have been new tub time for sure, but it was. No, um, again, because it was a glancing blow, um, we were spared a car essentially now like wouldn't be a big deal conversely if you had blown a motor at ncm or something substantial that would have been i think probably a lot more prep work to make sure that you were ready in time yeah um and you know the the amount of body work is i mean every every side panel on the car was damaged and i think the hood was the only thing that appeared to have no damage and maybe the the hood the hood, the roof, and the trunk all were spared. So I, I just want to interject for a second. Uh, as an aside, you're speaking of bodywork. Um, I don't know Chuck Veth very well, um, but I think we're friends <laughs> on Facebook, or I follow, yep. um, you know, uh, CVM on See Facebook. See his uh, oil change. And uh, uh, Adam, maybe you can appreciate this. They're driving a new GT2 RS this year, which is very cool. Something oh, yeah, about it yeah. that's not very cool is they tried to do an oil change service before they left 
uh, this week, and you have to take the rear tires off. You have to take the bumper off. You have mm-hmm. to pull the fans and fan shrouds and all of that stuff off, and mm-hmm. you have to pull part of the intake off just to get access to the um, the plastic filter um, like housing cartridge. Um, to change the oil. To change the oil. Yeah, that's enraging. Yep. <laughs> he said uh, about eighty plastic clips was was necessary to remove, which just seems crazy to me. And those are like twenty quart engines too, because they're like. Real big, yeah. uh, real big sumps. Uh, so well, they, is that a thousand dollar oil change? I I don't know, <laughs> but they, wow. those those GT twos. I mean, they they have to cram not only all the power but all the cooling yeah. right back there. I mean, it's just German engineering. Just put everything where you can. Yeah, and those are busy engine base. Yeah. Um, so what got replaced on your car, Scott? Fenders, bum, fenders, doors, uh, rear fenders pullout. Uh, yeah, fenders, doors, rear quarters um, had to get massaged. Passenger rocker panel had to get pulled. Um, the rear subframe needs to be replaced. Um, several control arms, the right rear upright, a new rear wheel, um, tail light, headlight, um, front bumper, front air dam, mm-hmm. um, stuff it was it was a list so are you you gonna um are you gonna replicate all your arrow work and stuff or are you just gonna go basic for one month um we're gonna see what we have time for assuming Um, you take this thing right and that's that's a big if still for me um the i i have no doubt that the car will run um but we need to be able to trust this thing for 3500 miles um so the the current thought is that Thursday, when the car is done, Carson uh, kindly volunteered to help to bring the car up to us to trailer it up to us. Carson works uh, works grid for Grid Life and Time Tech yep. driver in the past and sometimes, Fan- but yeah, super super dude. Good. Um, and he's going to get up to us about 10 p.m. on Thursday. And then we have 10 hours to inspect it, evaluate the car, nut and bolt everything, and evaluate it, see if we trust it um, before. And if we do, um, and we're able to get everything together, we will drive to Gingerman to get the alignment and corner balance set up. And then we will continue from there down to the one lap. And that starts on Saturday morning. Yes, but we need to be there as early as we can Friday for tech registration and all that stuff. So what tires will you run for one lap this year? Um, Depends on which car we're taking. Um, (laughs) You might take Becky's uh, Mazda. Yes. Yeah. So over the weekend, she, um, she completely prepped um, Mooncake, the Mazda 2. Um, It's a black Mazda 2. It's stock suspension, um, wheels, tires, short shifter, engine mount pretty stock um just kind of b-spec fun which was gonna is gonna be our one lap car for 2022 um but we've got it she's she's got it ready for um this year if if that needs to be the case so to answer your question if we do it in the miata we're going to do 245 falcon rt660s which is a gamble um but we I'll be interested to see um, more of the wet weather performance of that tire because it's not really something that I've heard people comment on yet. And I know a good design for it. 
the uh, it's, some of the other mega two hundred treadmills are like drivable, but they're not good, right? If you compare right. it to like a, a slightly more tread depth PF4S, it's like the the Michelin is like superior worlds in a way. Absolutely, yeah, and you know, I think part of what gave me some confidence. Now, granted, it's also Tomo and Tomo at Mid Ohio, but Tomo got. I think eighth or seventh in a very wet race at mid Ohio on those tires. Um, part of it. And a large part of it is those, these RT six sixties are ready to go temp wise. Like now they don't need any heat up, which will play dividends if it gets cool or wet. Um, but yeah, the tread tread depth and everything just isn't ideal, but in the dry, um, they just go, they're quick. What's the 10-day forecast look like? I'm sure you're looking. Yeah, um, it's looking warmer, and we're going to be dotting some rainstorms here and there. So it's it's going to be it's going to be a gamble. So we'll see. Mixed bag potentially. <laughs> yeah, well, and if we take um, them, so. yeah, absolutely, yeah, and, and we knew part of the decision was that we were going south this year, um, and the extreme contact sports, which would be on the Mazda two, if we take it, um, by the third lap, even they're, they're tired, yeah. <laughs> getting slower. Well, regardless of what happens with the Miata, I'm glad it's salvageable. Um, yeah, me you know, too. cause like Saturday afternoon, you're like, oh, it needs a new tub. And I was like, it doesn't, I bet you I can make this drive if I had the suspension part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, well, I, I just yeah. didn't know. I mean, no, I when know, it was yeah. sitting up on the truck or actually when I came and talked to you in grid right afterwards, it's, right. I mean, right. just the reality of it. Like if I, if the car was undrivable, then like I'm yeah. done for the season. So. The uh, uh, I've been watching this body shop out of Georgia. They, they make YouTube videos once in a while. They pop up and they fix a lot of spec Miatas. And yeah. dude, it's so crazy what you can do to a Miata in 2021. Yes, <laughs> but, it is. And and keep it a race car. Uh, yeah. But uh, hopefully it doesn't come to that in the future. But I'm glad yeah. you. And, uh, I'm glad you and everybody else was fine and the cars are all salvageable. So. Yeah, and I'm. I'm glad I picked the Hans device that I did that gave me some side impact protection um, because it was that first hit that wasn't dead on. And, um, you know, my my neck is still a little sore, um, still not quite right. So yeah, um, we're getting old, man. I found out that you're actually a little bit older than me. So. Yeah. How about getting that? Too old that he's crashing into, into walls, man. Yeah, I'm not a fan of it. So, um, well, my uh, my last question is, uh, how do you feel mentally about the the whole drive race car uh, in the future, or even drive race car one lap? How are you feeling um, in the headspace? Because I know my first uh, my first uh, encounter with a wall in a race car, um, I know how I struggled. So I'm just curious how you do. Um, I think uh, that story is still being written. Um, but in terms of the one lap, it's a uh, very time attack based format. So yeah. if you do see another car on track, it's an extraordinarily rare occurrence. Yeah. So from that point of view, I'm not too worried about it. I'm trying to get in a driver's seat as quickly as I can. And I think to be honest, this is the perfect venue for it. Yeah. Um, the, in terms of getting back in and doing a wheel-to-wheel race, which theoretically will be Blackhawk, will be the, my next one. Um, I'm nervous. I'm I'm interested and nervous to see how it's going to be. But 
um, doing it is really the only way. And, you know, in the, in the, in the past when I've had a few much more minor incidents on track, um, you know, I've been able to link up with those guys at some point back on track under race conditions. And we've gotten through it. Okay. Which was like a really needed, uh, redemption sort of mm -hmm. a thing. And this one kind of not being my fault and very incidental will be, I think a lot harder for me just mentally. It's like, right. I can't just have like this driver and I go too wide through here and then we're good. It's just, I just, yeah, there's a lot need... of unknowns in Willow. See that, I think that's, yeah. that's an interesting point actually, because when I think about what, how I might respond if I were in a similar situation, I would imagine, hold on, Sloan's, Sloan's talking to you. Um, I'd imagine it would be harder for me to get back into the headspace um, if I had made an error that caused a collision or yeah. caused wall contact. You, in your case, it was through no fault of your own. So I, I wonder, I wonder how long it will take you to just get back into, you know, you know, drive hard mode. Yeah. I'm, and I think the, I think the one lap is going to be a good primer um, yeah. because it is go fast, go now. Um, there's no like waiting. So in terms of like, driving a car hard um i'll get that under my belt which i think will help it'll kind of be a good first step and then at blackhawk which is a, a track i haven't driven a ton but i've certainly driven it um it'll be a smaller gltc field which i think mentally will help me as well um and a more laid-back weekend as well i i think i think the conditions are good to have a good comeback at that weekend um, my, my advice would be, obviously, um, don't overthink it uh, and get back uh, behind the wheel. Um, and uh, if it's not fun, uh, make it fun again. You know what I mean? Yes. Uh, whatever, whatever you got to do uh, to get out there and enjoy it. Um, I mean, that's, that's job one after something yeah. like this. So. Yeah, and right now it's basically um, we really, really want to take the Miata on the one lap. It's... This is the last year the Miata has the opportunity to be on the one lap. So can you talk um, a little bit? I mean, I know that you've been driving that car for a while. Talk to me about yeah. the desire to change in 2022 to the B-Spec car. Um, largely, it's because the Miata has kind of always been an uncomfortable one lap car. Um, but it is a compromised one lap car and a compromised wheel to wheel car because of it. Got it. Um, I've got full doors. Um, you know, the passenger glass broke inside the door. I just smoked um, a bunch of it out of my trailer last minute. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. That's fine. I, I, I was lucky enough to be able to fit it, fit Scott's car and bring it up to Al's after. Yes. The new yeah. trailer paid off. I love the new trailer. Yeah. Um, and it still has a passenger seat. I mean, weight is part of it. Um, I can really kind of get a full fire suppression system in there. Um, there's, there's a lot of things that can happen when it's not driven to the track anymore. Um, that this has unfortunately kind of put a dent in my financial ability to get there sooner, but has, um, increased my desire to do it quicker as yeah, at the same time. So, well, uh, I assume you gotta get back to work and, uh, yeah. we're going, we're going to bother you, uh, and, Bother you and Tom and uh, Alex Moss throughout the one lap week. 
um, and put those out as a bunch of shows. So hopefully those are yeah. fun, and hopefully it's nothing but uh, a bunch of uh, you guys regaling us with uh, uh, what we're missing, and it's the best week ever. So. Top, the uh, top 10 this year in the one lap is going to be spicy. Uh, mm-hmm. It's Everybody's had two years instead of one year to prep, and it's it's going to get real interesting up there. There's so many, like, supercars and then so many, like, super builds. Any uh, uh, yep, any I, predictions on winner? I know that it's very hard to predict who will win one lap, but do you have a favorite? I think Tom is going to be extraordinarily hard to beat. Um, I think... He was so fast in that car at Road America last year with us. Yes. Um, <laughs> it was crazy. Tom, Tom's going to be very hard to beat. Andy Hollis is never to be counted out. Um, and as long as those two kind of stay out without incident, I'll be, um, um, I think. I'll be interested think, to see how Chuck Vett does because he's usually a top five contender in the GT3. Yes. Um, yes. With 200 more horsepower, um, well-driven, that might that might be it because he is, he is not a slouch behind the wheel and this could be his year too. And he is very consistent. That's one thing I've seen from the last four or five years of me following him and knowing him. Um, He's very consistent. He rarely makes mistakes. He drives a little bit more conservatively, but the one lap really rewards that. And I think with this car, it's got more power. It's got more arrow. It's got more tires. It's got more brake. It's got more everything. And I think as long as Chuck can keep his head in it, he will be, he'll be top six for sure. Likely a low top five, I would guess. Yeah, it'd be a fun one to watch. So, yeah. uh, anybody you want to plug? Um, track walking podcast. Um, and a huge shout to uh, Tommy's Express Car Wash, who they came on board with us this year to really help us get to the one lap and through this uh, GLTC year. Um, They've been great and huge support. So thank you to them. And biggest of all to uh, Becky Burton, um, who is really just the best. Yeah, she's an impressive lady. You find yourself a, a, a cool person to do track our stuff with now. She is. And her, her first track day in the Mazda 2, she, um, she got just over a two-minute in a Mazda 2 with pretty much stock everything. So she's, <laughs> she, she's not slow either. At, at Gingerman, yeah. At Gingerman, yeah. All right, well, uh, we, uh, Abe, who do we have to thank? We got to thank Patreons, FCP Euro, and uh, we got to thank all those Patreons, uh, of which yeah. there are a few more. So thanks to everybody who uh, supports our stupid show. And FCP Euro, um, you know, all the parts that you buy from them are guaranteed for life. And I know that some of our listeners uh, use yep. that warranty pretty regularly, which is great. Um, I do on throttle bodies. Yeah. And uh, uh, also to Apex Pro. Um, they were with us at NCM uh, driving and data coaching and doing all kinds of stuff, uh, which, is, which is fantastic because uh, finding ways to help our drivers get faster is something that we're uh, huge supporters of. Yeah. And and big, uh, uh, big, big new things coming from them in the yeah. not too distant future. Yeah, Scott's a, Scott's kind of a power user of the uh, Gen One uh, Apex Pro. So, yep. um, and uh, yeah, I appreciate the Andrew and Matt Busby doing the kind of the, the NCM track breakdown and then letting us cross post that. That was uh, that was super cool. I enjoyed that. Yeah, that was cool. It helped me on my one session in uh, Matt Williams' spec fit. So nice. Um, yeah. Anyway, well, I hope your day is great, Scott, and I hope everything is uh, smooth as glass on Thursday night. Let us know if we can help with anything. So. Yeah, I'll probably be uh, doing something dumb like. And live streaming it on Instagram or something. So mm, sounds sounds fun. Yeah.
All right, Adam, I'm going to hang up this call, and I'm not going to stop recording, and I'm going to dial Tom. Oh, boy. Okay. Well, yep. See you, Scott. Bye, Scott. Say, say, say hi to Tom for me. See you, buddy. Bye, bud. Hey Tom. What's How do going I on? Sound? Hey Hello. Adam. Hello. I'm here. Hey, is Tom Can there? Tom's there. I'm here. Can you hear me We're, okay? Yeah, you're great. It doesn't matter if I can hear you. Abe, Abe's the important one here. Yep. Can you guys hear me okay? You sound amazing. Thanks, buddy. You sound lovely. All right, so um, I'm so, uh, um, in the middle of potentially putting um, a baby to sleep, so I'm going to put myself on mute. And you guys chit-chat for a bit. I'll uh, jump right. in with questions if I have some. Bye, Sloan. We'll see you later. G great job on Scott's podcast a minute ago. <laughs> uh, hey, Tom, where, where uh, are you at? I'm different. So this is on, like, the car. Is it not working? Yeah. Can you not hear me? It just jumped back and forth. I can still hear you. What kind of car you got? You can hear me right now. It's fine? Uh, I mean, it sounds fine, yeah. What, uh, what rental you got right now? How about that? That's better. Okay. Can you hear me? I I can hear you way better now, too. I was levels, worried that this levels, the levels, car levels. Bluetooth wouldn't work. Uh, what, yeah. what kind of rental you got? You're out in, what, Pennsylvania? Yes. I am driving to Pit Race. I have a little Kia that has CarPlay, but apparently not a very good Bluetooth thing. Yeah. So now you're <laughs> being an illegal beagle holding your phone or what? Uh, yes. Is yeah. that illegal? Uh, I don't know. It's illegal some places. Oh, I don't know. Maybe I won't, I won't get in trouble. You. Maybe you'll maybe you'll capture me getting a ticket on audio. Well, <laughs> keep the phone uh, recording in your lap if the cop pulls you over. Yeah. Um, what uh, <laughs> what are you doing tonight? You're, uh, so I have a witness. <laughs> well, it's uh, yeah, you gotta have a witness tonight. Let me get a witness. What are you doing tonight? You're doing a track night in America? Yeah, tonight is a, the first track night at Pit Race, um, and I'm actually training a new event lead because I'm not doing track night full time this year. So I get to supervise and hang back as much as possible and help the new duckling okay. fly, I guess. And um, hopefully it's a pretty easy night. But it's pit race is always our biggest. It's one of the biggest track nights that we do because it's got the highest track capacity right. of, I think, any track we do regularly. So we can fit like 35 cars on That's it like a for HPD. Three or four mile track, right? Yeah, three and a half, I think, or 3.2 yeah, maybe. I thought it was similar to um, MCM, yeah. Yeah, so it's always a big sold out. I mean, and it always sells out because it's kind of central to northern Ohio and Pennsylvania and stuff. So, yeah, people love that track. Hundred cars, busy event. Um, what is, uh, what do you got going next week? You're driving a thing uh, in a thing. <laughs> I am. I'm driving a thing in a thing and uh, yeah. and and podcast. No, I'm doing my T first. Tom, Tom uh, tends to do the the things with the things. I do. I love to, especially in blue Corvettes. <laughs> no, I'm doing my first uh, one lap of America. The uh, the Corvette that you are driving, uh, who's the owner of that? His name's Steve Loudon. Steve Loudon. Nice. I knew it was Steve. I, I was blanking on his last name because he was at yes. um, he was at Road America with us. You guys co-drove that, and I think you guys won track mod. Yeah, um, um, yeah. We we were supposed to do one lap last year. Um, and with it getting canceled, we kind of kept an eye out for an event that we could still at least, well, first meet each other. We'd never met each other, but also co-drive <laughs> and and, uh, and get the car out and 
you know, do a thing with a thing. So yeah. uh, it turned out perfectly to do it at uh, at the Grid Life event at Road America. And I think we won overall as well as track mod. I think, I think you might have. Yeah, I think you did win overall pace. Um, did you remember what the time you set was in the blue car? Ooh, Abe's back. Hi, Abe. Hey, Tom. Um, I think it was a 221. Man, maybe. Not like I'm not like I'm not gonna throw shade, but that's like uh, that's not the fastest time that I would expect out of a ZR1. I'm sure it's very fast, but maybe maybe it wasn't that. What did James do? James Uh, did a 208. I think he did a 213 or 15 or something like that. I did a third. I don't remember. I remember that the. I remember also thinking the time wasn't as fast as I was hoping. Maybe I did an 18 or a 19 because I remember a couple people were flirting with 20s. Like, I think Jackie Ding was flirting with 20s. I don't remember. Yeah, but uh, but it was a stone stock car at the time, wasn't it? Just on tires? Yes, correct. Uh, no, it was on its uh, stock tires, which I think are the uh, Sport Cup 2s, which are... Oh, yeah, yeah. They're, they're good. They're not bad tires. What's uh, uh, what's done to it for one lap? Any prep changes, sir? Nope, same thing. <laughs> yeah? Uh, Just... I am honestly... Well, I guess... I don't know. Does anybody listening to this not know what one lap is? We'll figure it out. We've talked about it for six years, so I think. Okay, got it. Yeah, <laughs> because yeah. Uh, so, despite only um, having done one lap one time, I'm a very big one lap nerd. I think it's just the best event. So yeah, it's I'm super excited for it. I was going to say I, I've never done it, but you know Abe has done it, so he's like the grizzled veteran, and I'm the like rose-colored uh, puppy coming into it. But yeah, we're, we haven't done anything to it other than I think there's some rear suspension points that tend to be a problem if you're on like extended track use. So he's stiffened those or something i don't remember exactly what the mod was but it was not necessarily performance enhancing it's more like durability right um and then we had to downgrade the tires because we have to compete on the track and well compete on the track and drive on the street on them so we're going to be on michelin uh ps4s's which is kind of the default go-to for most people like if you're not going to take a big risk that's what you do um so you're in in a car in a car like that that has a, a bazillion horsepower for you when you when you go out and do your three laps how do you how will you make sure that you don't overcook or overuse the tire that you know is is okay for probably most people but may not be okay for someone who has the pace like you yeah i mean that's that was a big question right so we've actually got to test twice now uh once we tested at eagles canyon and once we tested at summit point mostly because i'd never been there but that was one of the big things i wanted to find out um, was how bad is the fall off in three laps with a car like that and what do I need to do about it? And honestly, it's not the end of the world. Like lap three is getting to the point of being like, you you can still push the car pretty hard and it, it'll give you everything you expect, but with a little bit less margin. Lap four, five, and six though, like I've tried to go longer than that. <laughs> and oh my God, laps, like lap by lap five, uh, they're, they're just gone. They're absolutely gone, overheated. Um, so three laps is just about right. Just about the most that they'll give you though, in this format. Um, the other unfortunate part is they don't really make a big 19 inch PS4S. So we're actually only on three twenty fives on the rear, uh, when the car is meant to have three forty fives and a lot of people run like the Viper three fifty fives if they can. It's so big. It's so much tire. I know. So it's, it's pretty pinched on the back, which is not ideal, but if it rains once it'll pay off so it's gonna it'll work out right um you were saying uh, you were starting to say something about uh what are andy and alex driving on what tires <laughs> i said it, it, or you can be insane and take a risk like them and they're i think they're doing the week on yoko uh ao52s are they really that does they're sound pretty insane. 
Yeah. Um, Dude, I don't know be, what they're else. They're going to be on steel belts on the way back. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> but, okay. Uh, you know, they've got I, I love less that. horsepower, <laughs> so they're making up for it somewhere. Yeah, I, lo- I love that. Those, those bad motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, what's super a- cool, I think, I mean, Abe, if you've paid attention more, then maybe it's not this way for everybody. But for me doing this the first time, I think the weirdest part about it, other than obviously it's kind of like an endurance style event with time attack at the forefront of it and whatever, whatever kind of cannonball running, is that there's no like reference point really for competition. And maybe partially because you're not exactly competing against each other so much as you're competing against yourself to get through the week. But like there's no track records. There's no like past results that have times on them because it's three cumulative laps not a lap time and it's from a standing start and it's based and it, it's it's really hard to figure out what the pace of the field is actually going to be yeah um, so, so like been, for tracks that they've been to before you know it's pretty it, you can go back and find lap times like for context anyone listening i think that the year that um the RS Motors crew, Andy and Brandon and Ronnie, drove Ronnie's car a few years back. There was um, there was an incident on track where, like, Andy was driving and, um, like, the shift cable, uh, like, connection broke and he on lap one. And he drove the remainder of his three laps in third gear entirely. And I think still uh, was running, like, 134s at Gingerman, which is, like, kind of a bang in time for only running in one gear for the entire track that, that don't make no sense and uh so <laughs> it, the the cool story about that is uh at that event in the morning when this happened they were i think the second fastest time despite the incident and then uh in the afternoon when they had uh, repaired the the failure i think they were like 10 seconds faster than everybody else so like um I mean, if you go to tracks that you're familiar with, you can usually break apart the uh, the lap time uh, into like, you know, maybe three or four seconds of slow pace for the start, and then the rest is just you know five by three. Um, but in general, the guys and gals at the front um, are probably the people who have been consistently running one lap, or maybe in Tom's case, just an actual pro. Right. But to Tom's point, yeah, you're still competing against yourself and your car and ever and all the luck that you have or don't have. So. Do you have? Uh, yeah, the other cool part is this of this event since it was postponed last year. Like this particular year was, I think at one point they had 80 cars on the on the waiting list, on top of the people that they allow or 60 or 80 something like that. And now I guess it's gone down to like pretty much everybody's gotten in. But it's like a, from my understanding anyway, a really really heavy hitting year because there's all of these people that are clamoring to get in. So instead of, you know, 70% of the heavy hitters being there, it's like everybody plus. Right. Um, yeah, I think so there's actually really still cool. like 20 car. I think there's still 20 or more on the waiting list. That's what I heard the other day. So. Yeah. But yeah, definitely a heavy hitter field because they've had a year and a half to prep. Mm-hmm. So you've talked for a minute, Tom, about um, how the car feels after three laps. Do you have any sense for like, you know, what you'll need to do throughout the week to manage uh, the tire to make sure that it lasts to the end? Honestly, from our experience so far, the tire will last no problem. Um, it's more about managing them in the moment on the track, which when we were testing the, the two events we went to was kind of what I was challenging myself to do is, is it better to hold back on the first lap and make sure that the, the car is still there as much as possible on the third, or is it better to come out of the gate swinging and deal with it on lap three? And 
honestly, I, I, I don't know if this is just my, my, you know, experience with motorsports coming from autocross or whatever, but I found it easier to just go for it at the beginning and deal with it as the car deteriorated. Um, but also the way the format works, as you know, is if we're in the top grouping of cars or the top two groupings, which we intend to be, uh, we'll be going onto a green track at 8 a.m. Uh, with cold tires and a lot of the practice that we did probably isn't really that applicable. <laughs> so uh, I think it's just going to be massive adaption in the moment. Well, can you comment at all on, I mean, I, I, I understand and appreciate that you are a competent rain driver, but uh, what about your comfort level for the tracks that are um, going to be rainy if there are any? Are you, um, w- would you describe your comfort as just, just another day at the track or do you make special accommodations and provisions when you're out driving? No, definitely not another day at the track. I mean, there's so many implications to that because it's not my car. It's a really fast car. (laughs) It's rear-wheel drive. Uh, I've never been to any of these tracks in the wet except for Gingerman. Um, So the tracks this year are Memphis Motorsports Park, Eagles Canyon, NOLA. I guess I've driven NOLA a little bit in the damp last year. It was Uh, like that entire event, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, there was more more like puddles and lakes to dodge than there was wet lines to deal with. Atlanta Motorsports Park, Summit Point, and Gingerman. Those um, are fun tracks, man. That's not yeah, a bad. That's a, that's a good cool one. Little, cool little uh, layout. Um, but I've been to. I'll have been to three of them in the Corvette. So I've only. I'm batting fifty percent with this car, and none of them in the wet in this car. Um, so that's like. I mean, that's super intimidating. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. So I'm. I trust myself myself to adapt pretty quickly, um, but I definitely don't. Uh, that's not like I, I don't know maybe maybe some other people are superheroes like that but i don't think i'm quite like that um, yeah it's definitely a problem to overcome it's it's nothing to be especially when you have what like 700 crank horsepower and a car that you've never driven in the wet that's you have to figure some stuff out yeah um and the other thing hopefully, is i like I, <laughs> I like to drive the car with all the driver aids off um which is not a well-known way to you know i don't know most people don't know how to turn them all off but i in the dry that's the default just turn everything off because physics is always the same and driver aids are not always the same in the wet though i don't know that i'll trust myself so that might that might also be playing with the modes um a bit if it rains but right now i mean i've been joking with all all the asm guys because they're running a couple of cars this year too and we have a little group chat about planning the week and I was like, so at what point do you start to trust the forecast for the event? Because right now it's looking pretty good. And they're like, when you get to the track, don't get excited. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cross your fingers, though. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. I think the year that I drove, um, I made a couple of errors. And one error is I didn't pack enough warm clothing. Um, so, like, even if you're going south, it doesn't matter. Like, pack your winter coat and a hat and gloves because you just might need it. And uh, the other thing that I did not do um, was uh, like I, I wasn't mentally ready for the fact that it like it rained five days. Yes. And uh, we were running the RE71 tire, uh, which is not the PS4S. And so, um, yeah, I, I actually got passed on one of my my sessions, which is mega rare. And it's a an indication that you're driving very slow. Um, but, uh, I think when, uh, when that person passed me, I was able to like kind of follow their line on Palmer and, uh, kind of get used to driving that car in the rain, which was not fun. Yeah. That's gotta be a scary place and a scary car to learn 
a track like Palmer in too in the in the wet. Jeez. Yeah, no thanks. Yeah, I was saying no Is audio Tom going in and out has uh, crappy service. Adam, uh, you're still there, aren't you? I am. I think so. So um, I think I, I'd really like the chance to talk with Moss and Andy as well uh, during the week because they're going to be driving Super K. And uh, I think Andy is kind of daily driving it this week uh, to make right. sure that things are ready. But uh, they had a pretty good event at NCM. And so I talked to Moss this morning and he said he was feeling decently confident about um, the cooling changes that they're making to the uh, transmission, Trend. but also yeah. like cars in general running pretty good. Yeah, it seemed like uh, it's, it didn't seem like Alex tried to burn it down at NCM, but you know, he had a strong. He was what P two. I think so. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he had a strong event. Jackie's performance right now is is really really impressive, and I know that a lot of folks have been talking about, you know the 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 possibility of a DCT swap breaking this class, but like, I don't I don't see it that way. I I I really at this point I see it as well. That was a necessary step to keep a twenty year old car competitive with what's currently yeah. available on the market. Just just about. I mean, it, it might break the spirit of Andy and Alex, but I don't think it's going to break the class. So. So. Yeah. Um, anyway, is Tom back or we got we got no time? We got a time. Uh, he's he's in and out. Oh man, it's the Pennsylvania mountains. They're screwing us up. So well, we'll uh, we'll bother Tom all week next week. Yeah, that so. sounds good. But uh, yeah. I think we did a show. This has been uh, forty-five minutes of us rambling about one lap. So um, <laughs> if if you are a slipping listener and you're not into one lap, maybe you should just not listen for a couple of weeks because this is this is my favorite event in grassroots motorsports and. Uh, it's 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 amazing because it's I think one of the few events where you can say pretty confidently that money cannot buy you a win. Right, right. Um, yeah, I, I don't think it's I don't think it's even possible to uh, to predict who's going to win this one, but there's some real strong ones. Um, um, I saw on Facebook. Uh, I don't know what Andy Hollis is driving, but I saw he posted a picture of the CRX, and I know that he's done it in the CRX a number of times. He's taking the McLaren, I believe. Boo. I think yeah. the like a top ten in the CRX is always going to be better than a top ten in a McLaren. He got a top ten in his EF hatchback with a K twenty one year too. I think that's so cool. Yeah, yeah, just uh, but different times before before McLarens and GTRs and all that jazz. So. Anyway, all right. Well, Tom, I hope you're uh, if you can hear us. I hope your event goes smooth, and we will talk to you soon. Um, and, uh, and if you're listening to the show, it's it's April the 27th. Uh, one lap is coming up here shortly. I'm going to try and get the show out today for all of you. So thank you for the patrons, um, especially the new ones and the old ones. And uh, I'm going to try and order some more Slip Angle t-shirts, uh, maybe with a funny saying on the back. And if you have uh, supported this show for uh, a year or commit to supporting this show for a year, I'm going to mail you a t-shirt because, uh, well, uh, we we like seeing those those shirts in the paddock. So thank yep. you to everybody, and uh, thank you to FCP Euro for their support. Uh, all the parts guaranteed for life. Uh, we love those guys, and we love that they love Slip Angle. And then finally to FCP, or excuse me, to Apex Pro. Um, lots of cool stuff coming out from them. Uh, I think hopefully this year. 
and yeah. uh, lots of new exciting capability and uh, the data data management stuff. So yeah. thanks to all those guys. All right. Well, have fun, Tom. Uh, if you can hear us, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you soon. See you, buddies. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Slip Angle was created by Austin Cabot and Adam Jubay, co-hosted by Derek Yarbrough and production by Abram Schmucker, who mixes all of our terrible audio. If you like the show, please rate us and review us on iTunes and come and find us in the Pit Sigrid Live to say hello. Hello.